The message tonight is titled, A Reputation of Faith. I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 2, and we're just going to take a few minutes and unpack this incredible story of faith about a woman, an unlikely woman, an unlikely character who represents the power of faith, faith in God to set you free, faith in God to deliver you, faith in God to make you a new person in Christ Jesus because of the finished work of the cross. And I want tonight for you to go with me in God's word. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Just listen. But I want you to get to Joshua chapter two. But while you're turning to Joshua chapter two, I want to actually begin in the New Testament with a few choice scripture verses that are really interesting. You see, in my study, I I like to go from the New Testament back to the Old Testament. and, and, and And I always ask God, Lord God, would you reveal Jesus Christ everywhere I go in scripture? Because the Bible is all about Jesus. Amen. It's a revelation of who Jesus is. The one who went to a cross and died for you. There's this one chapter in Hebrews chapter 11. We call it the hall of faith. And it really just breaks down all these amazing people who live their life out in faith, in God. And so I take time uh, quite often to just go through the hall of faith. And then when I see a particular person that just interests me, I'll go back into the Old Testament and read about their story. And, And so right now, the person who's been on my heart this week has been the story of Rahab. And it is an incredible story. And in Hebrews chapter 11 In the hall of faith, it simply says in verse 31, by faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And then if you were to flip over to James chapter 2, the Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 24, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab, the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. It's an an interesting moment in scripture where two books talk about Rahab, the prostitute, and how she was a woman of faith. They give us this reputation that she was a prostitute, as well as talking about her faith. It's interesting how the two letters refer to her as the prostitute. You know, because sometimes what that reminds me of is sometimes people will only recall your failures, your mistakes, the mess you've made. It's maybe maybe I'm one of just a few, but there are people in life that will only recall the stuff that you did wrong, despite how you're trying to do something good. But isn't it amazing how some people, they just they just hold your mess against you. And you're labeled that way. And you're given a reputation. But if you go with me to Joshua chapter 2. And if you have it, say amen. Amen. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and they came into the house of a prostitute. There we go again. Whose name was Rahab and lodged there. Now, mind you, when it talks about the fact that the two spies went 
to the house of Rahab, most likely they went to a place which was probably like a small inn or equivalent to a small motel. And, and so most likely this was kind of the, the hot spot, not just for just stuff that was going on that was dark and evil, but this was that kind of spot where if you needed information, you would get it there. Or, or maybe this was just the go-to spot for just a lot of local people in the city of Jericho. But however, the spies end up at the house of Rahab and they stay there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Now, mind you, as I was really studying this and looking at this, I thought, okay, Joshua sent out two spies. Shouldn't they be spying out the land? Meaning, shouldn't they be in sort of a top secret mentality or, or in, a, in a position where nobody should know that they've come into the city of Jericho? But clearly, they weren't very good spies. Because eventually the king finds out that there are two spies in the city of Jericho. And not only does the king find out that there are two spies in the city of Jericho, he finds out that they're over at Rahab, the prostitute's house. I'm not sure how well these two spies were doing, but... So in verse 3, the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, Bring out the men who have come to you who entered your land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, true, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I don't know where the men went. Go, go, pursue them quickly. You're going to get them. But she had brought them up to the roof and she had hid them with the stalks of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. And so the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone. <laughs> oh, Rahab. Now, we don't condone lying. But Rahab shown up lied. But please understand, Rahab was a Canaanite woman. A people who were far, far, far from the will of God. She was a Canaanite woman. We can safely assume that she lived a real hard life. She grew up on the streets of Jericho, the hard knock streets of Jericho, the concrete jungle of Jericho. Rahab, I'm sure, was accustomed to, sell, to telling lies. She was a prostitute. Rahab was a sinner. And even when we look at Hebrews chapter 11 and James chapter 2, the writers never condone her lie. They just speak about the fact that she hid the two spies. And see, there we were able to, to recognize that Rahab had come to receive the truth. And she hid the truth because it was the truth that she was holding on to in this moment, although flawed, although imperfect. Although a Canaanite, although a prostitute, although having a reputation that wasn't so good, but she knew the truth and she was willing to hide the spies. She was willing to put her life on the line because she believed, she believed in what was true. She put her faith in the truth. And so the Bible says to us that after the, the enemy had ran out and the gate was closed and and in verse 8, if you're with me, say amen. Before the men lay down, 
she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sihon and Og whom you devoted to destruction. And just like that, we have this incredible moment where Rahab has a confession of faith. A Canaanite woman. The streets of Jericho. Flawed. A reputation as a prostitute. But all of a sudden, after hiding the spies, before they could fall asleep, Rahab runs up on the roof and is like, hold on. Before you fall asleep, I got to confess my faith to you. Before you go to sleep, can I just tell you, I know. I know that the Lord is going to give you the victory. I mean, this, this, this girl hasn't even been raised in church. She don't know nothing about theology. She hasn't been to Bible school. Matter of fact, she's still a practicing prostitute. But faith stirred up in her heart because when there is faith in God, there is going to be a change in life. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he will change the course of your life. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, there is going to be transformation. And something stirs in your heart when you put your faith in God, despite your circumstances, despite how everybody knows what you've done wrong, despite who you are, despite presently the mess that you've made, when faith stirs up in the living God, you've got to, you've got to say something. She goes, wait, 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 hold on. Before you go to sleep, I just got to tell you, I know that the Lord is going to give you the land. Now, Joshua, when he sent the two spies, he was not intending on going to war at that very moment. We're reading in Joshua chapter 2 how he sent the two spies out. But the war didn't happen till, till Joshua chapter 6. But she's already speaking in faith that I know that you're going to take over Jericho. My faith is in your God, and your God is able to give you the victory. She's speaking in faith. She's in some measure speaking prophetically, going, I know that Jericho is going to fall because your God has all power and authority. She continues to testify. She goes on to say, listen, I know that your God is going to give you all the victory. I know you're just here to spy things out, but you're going to get the victory because I've heard I've heard the stories. I heard how your God parted the Red Sea. I heard how your people walked on dry ground. I heard. I've heard of the goodness of God. You see, church, this is why you and I have to be a living testimony of the goodness of God. This is why regardless of what you're going through, you have to bear witness amongst your family. You have to bear witness on the streets. You have to bear witness on your job in the community. You have to tell somebody about the goodness of God because when you confess who God is, it's going to stir the faith of those who might have a reputation that's less than. Forty years ago, God had parted the Red Sea and Rahab was still talking about it. It was 40 years ago from this time and Rahab was still 
letting folks know, God, you're God. I wasn't raised with your God, but I believe it now. And, and oh, by the way, I, I also heard this story when, when, the, when the people of Israel were passing through. A, she's a Canaanite, and she's talking about the people of Israel like she knows them. I've, I've, I've heard when you guys were going forward, and, the, and you asked if you could pass through, and your two enemies didn't want you to pass through, and you were like, well, we're passing through. And I've heard this story of how God gave you the victory. I've heard the story of how your God kept you moving forward. I've heard the story of how you didn't back down when you were facing challenges and obstacles and trials. I've heard, and that's the God I want. Everybody knows me for the stuff that I do that's not really nice. and My life has been very destructive. For we know without a doubt that Rahab as a prostitute had no boundaries or barriers when it came to who she did business with. I'm sure she had destroyed many homes, many marriages, many families. But grace stepped in. Do you know that God responds graciously when we put our faith in God? Do you know that God is so loving and so merciful that if you would, if you would just put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, God will change your reputation. He'll make you a new person. You know, Rahab goes on to say something. She goes, in verse 11, she's talking about her people. She said, as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted. There was no spirit left in any man because of you. I love this moment. This is, this is when the confession of faith gets stronger. Rahab says this. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Now then, please, swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house. And give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. I love Rahab. Rahab keeps it real. She's from the streets of Jericho. She makes her confession of faith. She's like, I know. She's like, listen, I know. I know your God is the only true God. I believe it. I put my faith in your God. I believe that he is the God from the heaven and on the earth. What a revelation that can only happen when the Holy Spirit responds to a people who believe in faith. When you believe in faith, the Holy Spirit responds and he will give you a revelation of truth and God in his power will begin to build up inside of you and that's how you become a new person. Nothing in your own strength. As far as I'm concerned, Rahab had this, this reputation up to this moment, but then there becomes an incredible radical change. And so because she's a Canaanite, and because she's a woman from the streets, and because she's a prostitute, and because she's a sinner, she decides to make a deal. She's like, look, I believe in God, but I'm going to make a deal with you right now. I love it. She said, look, swear, swear. I, 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 need, I need you to give me a sign. I need you to swear to me that I'm going to get out of here because I believe in your God and I believe that this place is going to fall and I believe in faith that your God delivers and sets the captives free. Yeah. 
So we just gonna have to work this out right now, okay? I, I, want, I want to get out of here. I want my daddy to get out of here. I want my mama to get saved. I want my brother to get saved. I want my sisters to get saved. I want their families to get saved. I believe in faith that your God is not able, not only able to save me, but I know he can save my whole family. So what's up, two spies? What's up? Give me something. <laughs> and the men said to her, all right, okay, cool, chill. Our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall, so that she lived in the wall. And she said to them, go into the hills, and, or the pursuers will encounter you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterward, you may go your way. So the men said to her, okay, we will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, you shall tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And you shall gather into your house your father, mother, your brothers, and all your father's household now listen, if anyone goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we shall be guiltless. But if a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be guiltless with respect to your oath that you have made us swear. And she said, according to your words, let it be. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them, according to your words, let it be. You see, faith coming through hearing and hearing through the word of God. She trusted that their negotiation represented the power and the authority of God to get her out of the city, to get her out of the mess. So she said, according to your word, I'm putting my faith in your God that I'm getting out of this mess. According to your word, I'm putting my faith in God that I'm no longer going to have this reputation anymore. I'm getting out of here. According to your word, I'm going to go find my family members. I don't care how long it takes, but I'm going to bear witness of the goodness of God. i got to run around and find them. I might have to really shake them up, but I'm going to let them know that your God saves. I'm going to be a testimony. I don't even see the victory yet, but I'm still going to be a testimony of the power of God to save. I can only imagine that maybe it was just a little difficult to track down some of your family members, especially when you got a reputation as the local prostitute in the city of Jericho. Do you really think mommy, daddy, brothers and sisters and all their little children said, oh yes, let's go over to Auntie Rahab's house. She serves cookies and dessert and ice cream. But I believe it was only by faith in the power of Jesus Christ that was stirred up in her heart. Despite her reputation, she was determined to bear witness of the power of God. I don't see it yet, Ma. I don't see it yet, Dad. Yo, brother, I don't see it yet, sister. I don't see it yet. But trust me when I say he is the God that parted the Red Sea, and I'm putting my trust in him, and you need to put your trust in him, and we're going together. We're going together. Well, all right, Rahab, since you suddenly know everything, what are we supposed to do? Here's what we got to do. You got to come to my house. 
and I'm going to put a scarlet cord on the window. A scarlet cord, that's what they told me. I don't fully understand it, but I'm putting my faith in the word that they gave me because they are men of God. And if you, would just, if you would just believe in this God that I believe in, I need you to get to the house. The scarlet cord is going to be on the window. Maybe she didn't understand it all, but we know. We know what that red cord represents. We know that the red cord represents the blood of Jesus. We know that it's the blood of Jesus that washes and cleanses. We know it's the blood of Jesus that delivers and sets the captives free. We know that when we are covered by the blood, we're getting out. When you and I are covered by the blood, we're going to make it our way through. When we are covered by the blood, there's going to be victory. There is going to be healing. There's going to be miracles. We are getting out of Jericho. So come on, mama. Come on, dad. I need you to come to my house because in my house, we represent the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you come in, I need you to acknowledge and accept and believe in faith that God, God, the God in heaven is the one and only true God. And mama and daddy and brothers and sisters and all the little children, they all showed up. Everybody came to the house. Let's skip over to Joshua chapter 6. When a supernatural battle happened. Just to fast forward, Joshua and the army marched around Jericho seven times. On the seventh day, they didn't need to throw a spear. They didn't need to swing a sword. They didn't need to shoot an arrow. They just blew the trumpet in Zion. The trumpet just went off. And the Bible tells us that they put up a shout. And when God's people put up a shout, you see, like earlier, when there is a cry of faith, when there is a cry of deliverance, when there is a cry believing that our God reigns and he has the victory over every situation in your life, the walls will come down. Joshua chapter 6, and the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab, the prostitute, as the writer writes again, and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. Verse 22, but to the, men, to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, go into the prostitute's house once again. Her reputation precedes her. And bring out from there the woman and all who belonged to her, as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her. And they brought all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. Verse 25. But Rahab, the prostitute, and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. She has lived in Israel to this day. Because she hid the messengers from Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Do you know that Rahab is mentioned one more time in scripture? Matthew chapter 1. We hear about Rahab one more time. 
beginning with verse 1. It begins like this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac and Isaac the father of Jacob and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar and Perez the father of Hezron and Hezron the father of Ram. We're almost there. And Ram the father of Aminadab and Aminadab the father of Nashon. Watch. And Nashon the father of Simon and Simon the father of Boaz by the mother Rahab. Glory to God. Are you with me? Isn't this beautiful? Listen, here's what happens. Suddenly, there becomes a transformation. When we read in Hebrews 11, we're still given this reputation as a prostitute. When we read in James, we're still given her reputation as a prostitute. When we read in Joshua chapter 2, it constantly, repeatedly continued to refer to her with this reputation as a prostitute. But when we get to Matthew chapter 1, her reputation changes. Because when you speak about who she is in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, you can no longer refer to her as a prostitute because now she's been made whole, clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, let's hang the scarlet cord tonight. It's time for a change in your reputation. Doesn't matter to me tonight what you've been known for, what people think about you, however you've been labeled, whatever continues to haunt you. But tonight you have an opportunity to have a reputation of faith in God. Tonight, choose to hang the scarlet cord in your home. Tonight, may the blood of Jesus wash over you and cleanse you and make you a new person. And when you say yes, you are adopted into the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And man can no longer hold you bound by your past, nor can they hold you bound by your present because it will be the blood of Jesus Christ that is going to do a finished cleansing work in your heart, in your mind. He's going to inhabit your soul, and tonight is a new night. I've sensed it as we've worshiped. I've sensed the presence of God tonight. You are going to have a reputation of faith. Your brothers and your sisters, your mama and your daddy, your cousins, your co-workers, tonight, after tonight, they are going to know you as men and women of faith in the name of Jesus. Come forward. Let's hang the scarlet cord together. Come forward, wherever you are. Let's hang the cord, the scarlet cord. Let's be cleansed once again by the blood of the Lamb. Let's be washed over again. Let's change our reputation tonight. Tonight, a new reputation. Come forward. Tonight, a new reputation. A reputation of faith in the name of Jesus. 
also want to pray tonight for those that are just struggling with just the faith to believe. Like, you just maybe just tonight you're like, I just, I don't have a lot of faith. I just, I don't believe in faith that things are going to get better. And I just feel like my faith is just wavering. I just feel like my focus is all over the place. And if that's you, we want to pray for you tonight. And we're going to believe God tonight that faith is going to rise up in every heart tonight. There's going to be a change in reputation right now in the name of Jesus. For every person that believes right now. Would you lift your hands with me? Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear God, I believe tonight that you gave me your son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again on the third day. I put my faith in you, Jesus. Make me a new person. Change my reputation. Holy Spirit, come inside. Live in me. Lead me. Bring comfort to my life. Give me power. The power to live a new life. Changed and set free from all darkness. In the name of Jesus. Amen.